0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Hi, I'm Malcolm White. I'm here with Carol Puckett. Today, we're talking about tailgating. College football season is underway. If you need some winning recipes for your tailgating playbook, you've come to the right place. We'll talk about the Grove at Ole Miss, the junction at Mississippi State, and, of course, Veterans Memorial Stadium, home of the JSU Tigers. We have Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke and Baron Von Forger with Grillax. They'll all make sure that you are game ready. We'll also hear from our buddy Elizabeth High School and why she advises small plates in the Grove. Let us know what you think. Defend your school, your colors. Call us 1-877-MPB-RING.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
0: Good morning, good morning. It's Monday morning. We're so glad you're tuned in to MPB Think Radio. I'm Malcolm White, and I'm here with my buddy in person, face-to-face, Carol Puckett. Hey, Carol.
2: Good morning,
0: Mal. How are you, and how was your weekend? It was great. It was a little warm, but uh, it was very good. Had some nice, tasty treats. We grilled up some salmon yesterday yesterday. With some Ooh. horseradish and buttermilk mashed potatoes,
2: Ooh. that was good. There were some good eating on Gillespie mm-hmm. Street. What about you? You've been gone a while. I'm so well, glad you're back in Jackson yes. in the studio. Spent the summer out west, and uh, this weekend actually went went to Oxford. And you know, we're talking about tailgating today, and several of my friends gathered, and we had our own tailgate. It was kind of a wimp tailgate because. Oh. It was 100 degrees. Yeah, nothing that. So wrong we tailgated inside, but we had all the, you know, all the stuff. Chicken on the stick? We had chicken <laughs> on the stick. Now, I went to a women's college, Converse, and we did uh. not have tailgates. We just had field hockey. Well. And my friend Donna Barksdale went to Mississippi College. So, mm. I mean, what does she know about Ole Miss tailgating? But she had heard about chicken on the stick. Mm. So she went to the Chevron you know, the famous Chevron at the Four Corners to get chicken uh-huh, on a stick. Yes. And she thought it was one piece of chicken mm. on a skewer. So she asked for like 12 chicken on a stick. And we have enough <laughs> chicken. It's like a whole chicken Oh boy, on a stick. So we're all going to be eating.
0: You'll have leftovers. Yeah, You'll chicken. have fried chicken salads.
2: Yes, we will.
0: Stuff like that. You know what? I was thinking this morning on my way into the studio, 12 years ago this week, you and I were in Ireland.
2: We were with Donnie
0: Bruce Browning and Estes Key. You remember that? Yes, I do. Twelve years ago, Ireland's been in the news a bit lately.
2: It has with the Brexit deal, Um, right? We we need to go over and check out things.
0: All right, let's uh, tell us a little bit more about your weekend tailgating. You went to the Ole Miss. Uh, Arkansas game up in right. Oxford. Did you? You may have tailgated indoor, but surely you passed through the Grove and. Oh and yeah, and I've passed that. through the
2: Grove many times, and you know, Ole Miss always. They say we always win the party, right? But they have a national reputation for tailgating i was just looking in preparation for this show usa today southern living the new york times in any kind of poll that there was Mm -hmm. o miss always wins and that's because of that magnificent scene on the grove 10 acres of tents about 2500
0: 2500 tents tents wow well, we'll we'll see about that. Surely we will hear from University of Southern Mississippi, Mississippi State, uh, Valley, Corn, Jackson. And I know State. we're going to
2: hear from Jackson State. That that's one of my favorite tailgating stuff. I and mean, you can you can smell the smoke. My everyday gourmet store used to be. It, well, it is still is right over the hill. And now that's the one everyday of things, gardener. We could smell the smoke from there.
0: And that'll be one of the things we'll talk about is the difference between the Jackson State. Uh, tailgating where they grill and the Grove in Oxford where they don't grill. You bring all food prepared, already prepared. Exactly. In. That's one difference. There will be others. Uh, so, you know, before we dive deep into tailgating, and remember, you can call us, and defend your school, defend your colors. Tell us about your school's tailgating, one 877 672 But before we go deep on tailgating, we've got a little clip here. Uh, I interviewed Chef Maddie Butler, who was traveling across the country on an Amtrak uh, excursion, and she was going from different cities and eating local food and and sort of exploring local culture. She came through Jackson, uh, having previously stopped in Meridian at the Max. She was on her way to Greenwood to teach a course it's a Viking cooking school which you know a little something yeah, about. did
2: she have a name for her tour i thought i heard somewhere that it, there was a name for it
0: i think it was called summer by rail
2: summer by rail and, okay. and
0: each year amtrak sends out a different uh person with a different interest and expertise to explore america via via tra- uh, via uh, passenger rail this year they chose culinary And Maddie applied for this. Maddie lives in Austin, Texas. She's a chef. She actually uh, grew up coming to Mississippi. Her grandparents lived in Ocean Springs, I found out. But anyway, here's a little clip uh, from Chef Maddie uh, when she stopped in Jackson uh, at the Amtrak station about the summer tour.
3: The Max is one of the coolest experiences that I've had. Um, You know, I walked through it with one of the directors and just the amount of passion that the team has there. And they're doing so much to disrupt these stereotypes that I hate about the South that we are all um, ignorant, that we're, you know, just sitting out in our holler and nobody wants to talk to anybody or learn anything or do anything. Which, when you have people like Zora Neale Hurston, Faulkner, you know, these huge names in literacy, you've got Kat Cora when it comes to food. Um, You know what I mean? I mean, so many musicians and artists um, have come out of this region, and it's great to go to a place that pays tribute to them that isn't like a museum. Because you don't just walk through and look at things behind glass. You, you, know, you touch, you feel, you hear, you sense it, you experience it. Um, and there's something there for everybody. Because even while I was there, I saw people that, you know, you may not expect to be part of an arts and humanities crowd still having a great time. And I think Meridian is one of those stories of uh, a city that's, you know, it's fluctuated over its history but when people put integrity into their work and invest in their community, you can see such great um, infrastructure develop out of the faith that the people have. Sometimes these conversations can be a little bit difficult to have. So part of Summer by Rail is finding, um, you know, those points of tourism and travel and intersectionality that link people. And this year's food, because I think one of the easiest ways to have um complicated conversations about things that have to change and require advocacies, breaking bread, you know, being amongst friends. Um, and it alleviates some of the pressure too um, with having more difficult conversations. And then the fun side of it is that I'm going to all these different cities that, um, you know, our foodie destinations are like up and coming cities where, You can really just get in and see what it is that the locals are manifesting. Um, You know, I have a big farm-to-table focus, and especially in the South, I think that's very applicable. You know, we have a rich agrarian culture in the South. Um, So just bringing kind of all these little points together is the goal, yeah. And you can use the train to get there, and anyone can do what I'm doing. You know, you can pop from Jackson to New Orleans, you can go Charlotte to Atlanta. You know, there's these routes that we really have to advocate for and make sure that they're kept open, but we can unite a lot of towns within the South by using them.
0: So you've been uh, to Meridian, you mm-hmm. are going to the Delta I'm going to
3: Greenwood um, tonight, I'm stopping here in Jackson and then popping up to Greenwood. I'm going to go to the Viking headquarters um, tour around there. I have a cooking class there as well. So I'm excited too to see uh, like a permanent uh, job creating fixture in a community. I think that'll be really interesting. Um... And then as far as Mississippi specific, uh, so I left Atlanta, went to Meridian, uh, went to New Orleans, took a day trip um, across the bridge over into Ocean Springs. My grandparents live in Ocean Springs. It's, it's one of the things in my childhood that was always like a staple, was going to Nana and Pappy's during the summer. Um, I, I love the heat. I know a lot of people have an aversion to it. I really like it. Uh, so we kind of just spent the day going between Biloxi and Ocean Springs, Gaucher, Pascagoula, Uh, you know, went and had lunch at Brady's. When I first got off, we went to the bakery in Biloxi and grabbed some turnovers. Yeah, and then, uh, one of my favorite places too, I have to go, like, ever since they opened, it's one of my favorite places in Ocean Springs. But the greenhouse on Porter, the best biscuits. I love a biscuit, you know. I'm a product of the South. I've grown up all over the South, you know, going from, Kentucky to Texas to Mississippi, you know, uh, parts of my family were born in Alabama. So there's something about the the food of the South that is just, like, down-home comfort food. And so to really get back to that, you know, I took a nap at my Nana's after lunch. Like, that's just a great day in my book, you know?
0: (laughs) That Chef Maddie Butler talking about her trip she took uh, over the summer, a culinary-focused Amtrak tour of the South, She talked about her stop in Meridian and the Max, uh, also going down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast and then on to Greenwood.
2: And it's too bad she wasn't here for tailgating season.
0: Well, look. Because you
2: talk about a culinary experience.
0: During the break, while we were listening to Maddie, Carol was showing me photographs on her phone of a tailgating uh, at the LSU-Texas game. And you want to describe what you were showing me, Carol?
2: Well, we're looking at a picture. This was sent by my brother-in-law, Jim Fifield, uh, of someone bacon-wrapping an alligator. An
0: entire and an, small alligator. An entire alligator. small
2: alligator. and putting it putting it on the grill. I mean, they will just grill anything down in Baton Rouge.
0: All right. Let it bleed, folks. It's time for our first break. Uh, and you can tell from the music that we are playing that it is football season. That means tailgating time. Coming up, we have Patrick Bradley, who is a mainstay at the JSU tailgates right here in Jackson, and Baron Von Forger, who is no stranger to the Grove in Ole Miss. You can join us, too. Call 1-877-MPB-RING or email us to food at mpbonline.org. And defend your colors, defend your tailgate. Call us. Tell us what's on your mind. This is Deep South Dining. We'll be right back.
1: Running a business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today and reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org underwriting.
0: Welcome back to Deep South Dining. I'm Malcolm White. I'm here with Carol Puckett, and we are talking tailgating. If you don't know what that is, Carol, can you explain to our listeners what tailgating is?
2: Well, tailgating as we know it is the sharing of food and drink before or after a college football game. But I was very surprised to learn that the first tailgating experience where people actually brought food to cheer on teams was during the Civil War. The people of Washington, D.C. packed their picnic baskets and went out to Manassas and actually... the Battle of Bull Run and cheered on their their favorite armies. Wow.
0: What a weird beginning.
2: That's a weird beginning, but the first time the word was used, tailgating, was in 1919 at Green Bay when all the farmers around uh, Green Bay would drive their pickup trucks and they would park their pickup trucks around the field, open the tailgates and picnic, and that was the first recorded use of the word Tailgating. in Green
0: Bay, Wisconsin.
2: Green Bay, Wisconsin. There you wow. have
0: it. Home of the cheeseheads. Yes. All right. Let's welcome into the studio our guest today. Patrick Bradley is here from Nothing But Smoke. Welcome, Patrick. <laughs> good morning. That sounds good.
2: And Nothing But Smoke is what you smell when you're driving around downtown Jackson on the day of the JSU game. That's correct.
0: How long have you been doing that? Uh,
1: about 17 years now. Oh, boy. Ever since uh, after graduation, um, that's when I experienced the, the tailgate deal. And from the hobby, it turned into a business. So and this is a business. It's a business. Good.
0: Boy, that's so good to know. We tail, we tailgating is a business. <laughs> All right. Also, Baron Von Forger from Grillax, which I guess means relaxing while you grill. Absolutely. And you, you are here to defend Ole Miss in the Grove, but also to talk a little bit about Grilax. Defend Ole Miss. <laughs> uh, their record or the way we party? The way we party. <laughs> okay. uh, their, their record is indefensible. Okay. Well,
4: that's absolutely true. Uh, I just wanted to mention to, to Patrick, you know, on game day, I would just literally drive by Veterans Memorial just to smell it because it's so good. It, everything coming off that parking lot, and everybody in the grass being, I mean, just hundreds of people on these these tailgates, it, it, it kind of ignites me to go back home and try to emulate what y'all are doing because it smells so good, <laughs> so good. It's the art to the madness. And that's one of the good things about Jackson State. They can cook. At Ole Miss, you can't really cook in yeah. the Grove. You can't take a grill. You can't light a fire or anything good like yeah. that. You can take a generator, hmm. put your TV on or your small appliance for a beverage or whatever. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> beer took cooler, no fires. I've I've
1: experienced the Grove. Um, I actually had an opportunity to do a, a egg bowl, and we were off the campus. I think in front of like the the um, fraternity house, yep. fraternity right. row, and you could you could do grills out there. So I brought the the smoke, yep, to old Miss uh, a few years back. Brought the smoke
4: yeah. in a uh, little mini trailer, yeah, to take it to the Grove, yep, <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah.
1: Patrick, tell us about your rig.
0: Yeah, all of us who are, are barbecue eaters and grillers, we want to know about the rig. So that's let's, well, let's the it rig
1: out. is a is a two hundred and fifty gallon steel smoker. Um, I cook indirectly, so no charcoals, just straight wood uh, stick burner, um, and. I, I developed that over time because as presentation, you want the perfect look, mm-hmm. the perfect taste. Or and whatever. what is
2: the perfect look?
1: That glaze, golden brown, no smut, no scars, just pretty, pretty meat. So you don't you don't
0: sear your and, and score yours with, with heat?
1: Mm, if it's long, if steaks, I do. Yeah. But, but you like a, You like beautiful barbecue. Yes. Now, now what cuts are you are you grilling there? Um when I do that, um with the steaks it rib um, of course the briskets. Um my favorite I think would be the spare. Spare rib mm-hmm. and the baby back.
0: I was gonna ask if you did the baby backs. I
1: did, I do. You do them all. I do them all.
0: Now, is your group uh, a, a bunch of friends, or are you a, a griller for hire
1: on uh, uh, on football day? It's for that particular. it Used to be friends. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Still friends now, but you know. You sell plates. Well, I, I cook for organizations, so oh, I, it's a group. Oh. It's a group effort. Um, and then we'll we'll do it's depending on what game it is. We have high school day. Where we will go in and um, support the local kids that have come through for high school day. And uh, we have a group that's we call the Sigma Betas, which is part of our organization. We'll feed them that that evening before the game to give them that tailgating experience. Uh, that, so can that
2: make them want to, you're recruiting them from Texas. It's, for a Jackson's recruiting, it's State. also a recruiting Yes, thing. through smoke. It's
0: always a recruiting Smoke Smoking queue. No yep. better way. So. And, and Baron, talk about your group or who you see or who you hang with when you when you're at Ole Miss uh, in the Grove.
4: Well, you know it's uh, <clears throat> when you live in Jackson or the metro and you want to go up to Oxford. If you don't get an Airbnb or something, you, you're kind of out of luck. Right. Everyth- all the yeah. hotels are done. So, yeah. uh, you know, when you have to cook ahead, uh, you have to think about who you're cooking for and that kind of thing. And you know, the way they have their uh, midnight rally to go find your spot in the Grove, Right, <laughs> uh, they're pretty much all taken the next morning. So uh, you get your friend, you call them up on the phone, my buddies, and you say, hey, where are you going to be? And usually it's in front of Farley, which mm-hmm. is the uh, media and journalism department over there by the union. Um, but, you know, they go and get your spot, and then we pre-cook, and then we bring it all in a little cart. We, you know, walk our mile and a half to the, to the Grove from where we park in Oxford, and you know, get down to it. Uh, it's pretty simple, but uh, it can get pretty extravagant. Uh, if you guys have ever been to Oxford, you'll know that you can go from a card table and chairs to an immaculate tent with chandeliers and all the decorations, and candelabra
2: candelabras, and flowers. You would think Liberace
4: you know. was an alum. Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, and it, you know, and that's the kind of thing that it doesn't matter if you have the card table and chairs because you could get up. Walk next door to that tent, introduce yourself, and you're going to be one of their And You're going to be mm-hmm. dead.
2: Well, I'm going to really date myself that so when I used to go, I, I dated a football player during college. Which and we one? would go with his parents. <laughs> can't name <laughs> no, it.
5: Can't name
2: it. <laughs> can't name it, would have to kill you. But, uh, you know, you would get uh, people would uh, drive their cars and back them in to the Grove. And Absolutely. it was even before you could pop your trunk, it was when you still had to have a key for Your trunk, and you'd have a basket of fried chicken and some pimento cheese sandwiches.
3: Devil and eggs. now,
2: and deviled, oh, yeah, deviled eggs. And now, you know, with 2,500 tents. But from what I found out, that the tents there are all these people that put up tents. They, you know, some people put up 150, 200 tents, and they rush into the grove at eight o'clock at night um, to put up the tents. But even before that, People hire squatters mm. to hold their place, to put a blanket during the day where their tents are. There, these students out there sunbathing or studying, being paid $200 <laughs> to squat uh, before the tents Absolutely. come out. Absolutely. And, wow.
4: you know, that that's a big business in Oxford is uh, actually, you know, Securing a place in the Grove. Securing a place in the Grove and, you know, pretty much coordinating your whole event. Yeah. They'll set your tent up, put the chairs out, you just
0: bring your food and your people so, Patrick, how many people do you feed on a typical <laughs> JSU home game? Homecoming, about 300.
5: Wow. Man,
1: you're running a a, a restaurant <laughs> operation <laughs> out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs>
5: uh,
1: typical, the first game, maybe 30, 40. Uh-huh. Um, high school day, maybe close to 50 to 100. And then... We have three big games this year, which mm. is homecoming. Uh, Southern is coming to town, and Alcorn is coming to town. So those games will be oh god, they will be a lot of people.
0: Now next week when y'all go up to Memphis uh, for the Southern Heritage, will, will there be cooking,
1: tailgating in Memphis as well? That's tailgating in Memphis is bigger than the game. Oh yeah. Um, the uh, what is it called? I can't remember the the Tiger Lane is is packed. Uh, Do you have more tailgaters than you do have participants of the game? Years prior, it was about the game. Now it's about about the tailgating. The fellowship and, and food. Yeah,
2: it all A lot of people don't even go to the game. Oh, they,
4: absolutely.
1: They, yeah. Well, why should they? They've
0: got giant TV screens. All the food and drink, and every game in is on now. Right. Yeah. Uh, every play yeah. is played yeah. over and over. It's uh, you know you'd rather stay
4: in the grove instead of make that walk of shame. <laughs> walk some, of shame. after some games. Well, <laughs>
2: I mean, major victory this weekend. Major victory. Yeah, a, so, a big major game. victory you know, uh, to not be in the cellar. Yeah, there absolutely. were some. There were some yeah. partying there, but I wanted to to ask you I, i've come in late on some friday nights i'm not saying where are from or yeah you know, there's some <laughs> partying going on and you drive down down state street and you see people in the parking lot in the middle of the night you see lights you see trucks what's going on there
1: that's where the that's where i've established major friendships um, it it didn't start on Saturday. I always started for the setup on Friday. Um, we used to spend the night in in the, at, the, at the stadium. The Winnebago's, um, You you just create a lot of friendships. It's a party before the party and an after party and an after party. So you you go to party Friday night. Friday night could be like fish, fried fish and okay. stuff like okay. that. Saturday morning, some some people cook breakfast. Um, then the game. And then after the game, then it's another party. And hey, but Friday is where you establish major friendships.
0: All right. It's time for a break. When we come back, we will continue to talk about tailgating. We invite you to call and talk about your school, your alma mater, your tailgate. We'll also visit with our good buddy, Elizabeth High School. And she's going to tell us a little bit how she wins every game of tailgating. We'll also have Patrick and and Barron back, so please feel free to join the conversation. Let's talk about tailgating. Let's talk about college football. Let's talk about what you eat, who you eat it with. 1-877-672-7464 or email us at food at MPB online. Stay tuned for Deep South Dining.
6: An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz. 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio.
0: Welcome back to Deep South Dining. Malcolm White here with Carol Puckett. Also our buddies, Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke and Baron Von Forger, who is with Grillax. And I still don't quite know what Grillax is, but Baron, at some point during this conversation, you're going to tell us. But first, we're going to the lines. We've got a lady who wants to talk about the sweets, the desserts that go on at tailgates. we got Margaret calling all the way from West Tennessee. Hello, Margaret. Good morning. Um,
5: thank you for taking my call. I'm sorry it's not a true tailgate, but I could segue it in because someone might like a nice... Light like angel food cake with fresh fruit at the tailgate. After all that, other I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone has been an absolute angel to um, to a family member, and I want to make him an angel food cake. And I'm going to do a practice one first. But I was wondering if you had any tips on making it. I've got to ship it out of state from West Tennessee to Western North Carolina, and then about freezing it. If you know any any of those things. <laughs> So
0: this is a fresh fruit cake?
5: Um, Angel food cake. Oh, okay. Carol?
2: Well, I'll tell you, you know, uh, FedEx is always our friend. FedEx and UPS next day. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to freeze it if you are willing to spend the money and uh, get it there the next day. But if you do want to freeze an angel food cake, you need to wrap it in aluminum foil or uh, plastic wrap or put it in a heavy-duty uh, storage bag, a, a Ziploc bag, and it will stay at its best quality for four to six months. Wow! But it's not wow. going to go bad. But uh, you know, four to six months, it'll it'll stay stay good. So those are my two suggestions.
1: Great.
5: Okay. Do you have any tips for the actual making of it? I'm, I'm lucky to use some um, country egg, egg white, but I just wondered if you have any tips about the actual making or baking or cooling it and all that sort of thing. Uh, I
2: I don't have that many tips except to say that fresh eggs always make everything better and, the, you know, using, of course, an angel food cake pan, uh, I think some angel food cake recipes have cake flour, uh, you know, cake flour added added to them to make it a little lighter. Uh, but I would just either go online or go to my favorite cookbook and find somebody I trusted. I always trust a Food Network recipe because I've been in their test kitchens or Southern Living you know recipes that are tested at least three mm-hmm. times.
0: All right. Well, we appreciate the call, uh, Margaret from West Tennessee, about angel food cake, and it, we can follow up, uh, if, Margaret. If you have a recipe you want to share, or Carol, if you want to share a recipe about a uh, angel food cake. Uh, but basically, we're talking tailgating. So, uh, if you have a favorite tailgating experience, Thank you, you want to defend your school, your colors, you know, give us a call, and we will put you on the line. Meanwhile, Baron. We've got you to talk about uh, the Grove and uh, Grillax. Yeah, Grillax is a, it's a website. It's just a place
4: for grilling aficionados to come and share ideas, share photos, share recipes, share videos. Uh, like Patrick was saying, it's a community, and we all like to talk to each other, share ideas, tips, and tricks. And uh, that's pretty much what it is, and it's a, it's a hobby site, but it's taken off. Pretty popular.
0: And Patrick, are you a part of that Grill Axe? He may be now. Yeah, (laughs) could be. We'll we'll be
1: at ten (laughs) o'clock. Absolutely.
0: But you're not. You weren't familiar with it prior to this, yes. Oh, Uh, yeah. I've heard of it.
7: Uh Oh,
0: I've heard of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I want to know when you go to different SWAC games and uh, SWAC conference games. Who else has a great tailgate experience? I mean, who would you say Mississippi Valley Valley? Okay. Because
1: it's everybody's. It's on the campus. Is and it's blocked in. So once you get in, if you have, I have a great friend that's a Valley um, graduate and alumnus, and we go from tent to tent, tent to tent to tent, and you have no reason not to, to be fooled because everybody knows everybody um, and everybody's tight knit compared to most places where they're spread abroad. Uh-huh. Uh, this okay. is like right. And then the stadium, kind of like the grove deal the the grove boom stadium and
2: stadium okay, so do the delta Devils and the Tigers mix in their tailgating they do. or at, do you, at, you, you it you depends on where
1: it depends on where they get their spaces um majority spaces that are closer to the stadium would be probably the valley um fans, and then Jackson State gets in where they can kind of you know get in, but they're there. So whatever little open space is available, hey, it's worth the taking.
2: Malcolm, I think that he should invite us to the Southern game. I always like to go to the Southern game because of the Battle of the well, Bay. at like halftime, but, yeah. How about the Battle of, of the Grill? That's, that's
1: an experience. <laughs> uh, Southern brings the biggest crowd. Um, when you say the memorial stadium is about 60-some thousand seats, yep. um, you'll have at least... Fifty thousand in the in the parking lots on both oh. sides, stateside, side, west side. Just they take over. It's a it's a takeover. Weekend. We
4: might need to uh, put a little challenge out. Get some southern guys and gals up here with their pits and put them oh, up they, against they, them. They
2: they, Did they bring their pits. Too? They
1: bring they bring a production. They Abs- bring That's alligator. Awesome. They uh, the jambalaya. <laughs> they they do it. They that Friday night is is a big party.
2: Well, you know who we haven't heard from this morning are the good folks at Mississippi State. I don't know where <laughs> oh, they I'm are. Oh, I'm sure we'll be the, hearing you know, from them.
4: What they call that, the Junction? The, the Junction. junction. Yeah.
2: The Junction is, is really uh, a great place to be, but I think we're going to round up a Mississippi State person. The to, Junction
4: is right next to the chapel, so it's
0: probably where a lot of people first start their relationship.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Could be. I'm just a guess. But, Carol, before we do that, about a month ago, we had Elizabeth High School, and she gave us a fabulous, fun-filled uh, interview. And she talked a little bit about tailgating uh, and and the Oxford experience. And uh, I wonder if we could play that now, and then we talk a little bit about our time with Elizabeth. You're based in Oxford, and Oxford is sort of the the uh, center of of all tailgating uh, <laughs> during the, the football season. Uh, talk to us a little bit about. Uh, tailgating tips and, and, and doing the fall outdoor thing.
6: You know, that is the thing about about growing up in the South and growing up in Mississippi. You know, I mean, we grew up going to football games. Daddy was a huge state fan, so I grew up going over there. And now I'm in Oxford, so I feel like I've had the best of both tailgating experiences. And, you know, I mean, I was never competitive when it came to sports. I was never, you know, an athlete. Um, but this is where I find my competition is in the Grove because I can look at every 10 around me, and I know who won. You know, I mean, I, I, I've already won before we even go into that game. You know, I mean, I know I've won. it's not about
2: the candelabra and the chandeliers that no, they put in their can. It's it, not about that. It's
6: not. It's not. It Absolutely it's not. It's about the food that you that you serve. And the thing that you need to remember is that, you know, you need food that, that you can hold in one hand because you got a drink in the other one and you're talking to somebody. You right. know what I'm saying? I don't need anything that I've got to fix. And now you
0: got to fool your phone.
6: Ex- yeah, exactly. Ex- 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 exactly. So, I mean, you want something that's going to be already prepared. So, you know, if it's going to be ham and biscuits, go ahead and have the sauce on that. If it's going to be a slider, everything needs to be on that. Um, you know, and you just, you need to make sure that you have a varied meal. Um, you know, there are a lot of people these days that aren't eating meat, you know, and that are a little bit healthier. There's no reason you can't throw some marinated vegetables or a really great pasta salad in there. Um, one of my new favorites for fall is chicken jambalaya, and we do fried chicken jambalaya, and when oh, I tell boy. you, so what we do, this is this is one of the most brilliant things, and yes, Carol, I did come up with this. I did not Google it. I didn't steal it from anybody. Um, so we, we were making jambalaya the next day. Well, Friday night in Oxford before a game day is just as big as game day. You know, all of our friends are there. You know, it's so much fun. So we all go out to the square and on the way home from the square we get the Uber or whoever to drop us off at the Chicken on Stick. Um, at Chevron, which is classic, it will save your life the next day. It is the only thing that will save you. So we'll get that those big bags. And you know, it's one of those things you go in there and you order all of it because you just you you got to have it all. You know, when well, you come home and you have got all this chicken on a stick left over the next day. So what I ended up doing, I was in the middle of making my jambalaya, and I've got all that fried chicken. So I just started pulling it off, and at the last minute, added the, the fried chicken into it. Holy moly. It's the best jambalaya you've ever had in your life. Chicken on stick jambalaya. Only Love in it. Oxford, Mississippi. Right. But, and I've um, seen you
2: serve uh, jambalaya. I'm wasn't fried chicken jambalaya. In, I think in little cocktail cups or little plastic cups for you know, for tailgating.
6: Exactly. And that, you know, that is one thing is that we are going to use a lot of disposables in the Grove, which is fine. Um, And they do have all of these really great bowls. But, you know, rather than having a bowl, it's better if you can find a smaller cup, you know, because it's tight. It's Taller on the edges, you don't have to worry about spilling. It's easier easier to hold in your hand, you know. And so, so these are all the things that you kind of want to think about. It's mainly, it's not so much what the food is. Obviously, that's important. But the thousands of tailgate recipes out there, it's more, you know, how is your guest going to be able to manage this while standing in heels in a cocktail dress, you know, with uneven surfaces, <laughs> managing a cocktail, trying to talk and eat the jambalaya. You the know,
2: cocktail I mean, dress would be Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Okay.
6: It's a little you more down You don't see kick. some, yeah. It's <laughs> down a l- kick. It's a little more uh, more down <laughs>
5: home.
2: Okay. Well, I just have to say that, you know, my feelings have been a little hurt that we hadn't talked much about Mississippi State because all my family are Mississippi State people, except for me. Except for
0: you. You I attended mean, uh, Converse.
2: Converse College. But uh, on the phone, we have... One of the biggest Mississippi State fans and one of the most fun Mississippi State fans, uh, my friend Joe Sherman, and I know that he will defend Mississippi State's honor. Uh, talking about the the junction. Good morning, Joe.
7: Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Malcolm. How
2: are y'all today?
0: Good. How are you doing?
2: We're hungry. Doing great. Thank you. I'm How'd you great.
0: survive the weekend with the University of Southern Mississippi?
7: Uh, very easily. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, uh, it was you know, I, I my hats off to all the tailgaters that sat through that uh, four hours outside or however long it was it was the hottest day at uh, Scott Field since Eli since Peyton Manning started there when he played for Tennessee. Wow, it was over 93, 92 degrees on the, uh, at in and Starkville. And it was it, it was, was hotter hot around the you know, field. The, the, the tailgaters never stopped though. You know, I mean that's. Like uh, I heard somebody talk a minute ago, that's one of the reasons that people come. It's just a tailgate, you know, and hang out with friends and uh, let their children run wild. So it was, it was a great day. It was well, great
2: tell day. us how the Junction is different from JSU's tailgating experience in the Grove.
7: Well, I think you, you look at Mississippi State's tailgating, quote-unquote, landscape. It's kind of broken down into sections. There's the Junction, which is directly in the southern uh, the area south of it, in the behind the south end zone, and it's usually for where the students are. I mean, the students fill that place, and, you know, uh, that's their grove. Uh, the, the, they take it over, and they're cooking. Um, some of them, you know, they set their tents up starting at 5 o'clock the day before. They have either people do it for them or they do it to get their perfect spot so they can be at the same spot every time. So I don't think that's too unique, uh, especially for, I know, Ole Miss. But the students stay there. Uh, then over there, directly by the fraternity houses, are where more of the older generation would be, that don't have kids, most of them may be in college, and they have tents. And everybody's got a TV. Everybody's got a, a tailgater by DirecTV, which is the new and improved uh, satellite dish. Uh, it looks kind of like R two D two or uh, something like that. It's, <laughs> but d- it's
2: designed for tailgating.
7: Yes, it's called the tailgater. It's wow. That. Because most people you see out there with those old dishes trying to figure out, well, where's the northeast uh, segment? But you know, I mean, they they're attending a ball game at state. They didn't go to the engineering at state, so you know they can't figure it out. And neither can anybody else. So you have that, and then the people then then over there directly by the new Barnes and Noble. You, be, uh, you have you have families that have children and. The more children you have, the further away you stay from the junction. So you stay away, <laughs> the further you stay away from the college kids. But y'all
2: have a whole kid zone, which
7: yeah, is something I think kid zone. Yeah, set state apart. Bullies. You can call this Bullies Kids Club, and they have inflatable slides, jumbotron, cornhole, a giant Jenga game, a giant Connect 4, tattoos. And it's trying to get the kids indoctrinated to be, you know, to continue to grow up a Mississippi State Thank fan,
2: you. as their parents would love. It. Yeah, um, Jackson State has one. There's you a kid say zone
1: also shout out to uh, Stephen James for that production. Uh, every game, every home game, there's a kids' zone right at the stadium for the kids.
2: I think they keep the kids out of the Grove.
4: Uh, yeah. well I know that the uh, the circle has an area where the kids get the little mini footballs and they get a little couple games going. And yeah, you know, I think the Union has like you know jumpy jumps and all that kind of good stuff. But that's kind of. Like he was doing, like other people that are trying to get you to we come recruit, and recruit them young. Absolutely. Yes, we did. That's
7: right. Yeah, keep them in the family, so to speak. As I
4: would say. Um, oh, and, and yeah, I know at Mississippi State they covet those spots, and I know families get like every time they get the same spot. A lot of them by Barnes and Noble, but it's like the same yeah. family in the same spot. You can find them yeah. every game. You know where the Johnny
7: Johnny, Johnny Cooks, linebacker Mississippi State and the Baltimore coach, He's got a gigantic setup. Uh, off the sidewalk between Boston Extension and uh, Barnes & Noble, and he cooks everything from chicken to ribs to sausage, and he'll serve the masses. I mean, you know, you come by there, and, you know, he'll, he'll give you the food. So it's, a, it's really a great experience. I mean, there's food. I mean, you've been talking about all morning, there's food everywhere. And, it, you know, it ranges from barbecue chicken to ribs to burgers, and people have even uh, brought in Gus's Fried Chicken from Memphis. So, Ooh. you know, uh they're not. Uh, they're not scared.
2: Joe, thank you for sharing with us. I'm. I'm really uh, happy that Mississippi State got to have its say, and uh, congratulations appreciate- on the game this weekend.
7: Thank you. I appreciate it. It was a great win. It was a great win. So, you know. Like I said before, gone are the days when you could pull up your car in a parking space you didn't have to pay for. Open your trunk, eat homemade pimento cheese sandwiches, 50 fried chicken, no table, no tent, no centerpiece, chest squares, and chocolate chip cookies.
5: All right. (laughs) That
2: doesn't sound so bad.
7: Sounds
0: perfect. All right, we're going to take a break here and come back, talk more and more and more and more about tailgating and the great food that you can prepare or cook on site, depending on what school you are from and what there you go. tailgating you attend. I'll be back with Carol and Baron and Patrick. We'll talk tailgating. If you want to join the conversation, 1-877-672-7464 or shoot us an email at food at mpbonline.org. Tell us about your tailgating experience, your school, your colors, and we'll join the party. Let's tailgate, y'all. time hearing us is because we're chewing because patrick has just loaded up the table with grilled cabbage looks like pork rib tips rib tips and smoke and wings so uh we'd love to talk to you but we may be a little preoccupied if you want to talk to us about tailgating or grilling give us a call otherwise we'll be eating and enjoying this uh, fabulous spread that patrick's brought to us. But uh, Patrick, tell us a little bit about your grilling style. You talked a little bit earlier about you your indirect. Yes. How did you develop your style and, and kind of what is your specialty?
1: Trial and error, when you're cooking with charcoal and you're cooking directly, you're going to tend to burn a lot of stuff because um, you don't know your temperatures at that time. But low and slow is my slogan. Um, but from that point, I learned how to just perfect the product through indirect cooking. It's, it takes a little longer, but the the end results are are spectacular. Tell us
0: about this grilled cabbage. Now, not everybody grills cabbage, but I'm so glad you did.
1: Well, um, from a healthy approach, uh, something different, something unique. Um, I used to see guys that cooked the whole cabbage head, put it on the grill and wrap it with bacon and this and that. But i Kind of individualized it and uh, proportioned it for individuals. So, uh-huh. grilled cabbage, uh, zucchini, squash, stuff like that. Um, asparagus is 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 a, is a healthy alternative. Um, of course, you know the the baked beans uh, with briskets, mm-hmm. um, or any any meat that you prefer. But I use brisket for mine. Um, but the grilled cabbage has been a Hit for the last few years with me, um, people are you know they die for it.
0: Well, share how you do it. You, you you do it differently than the whole head,
1: right? Well, you split. I split it up, cut it in wedges. Um, a a butter spray, then a seasoning. Uh, it's an actual local seasoning from here, um, Keith Farms um, green seasoning. Green. Where seasoning. can you buy it? Uh, locally Kroger. They have, a, they have a they have a local. Spot in Kroger where they sell local products. Um, I think Reed Industrial, um, it's a plant based in uh, Brandon, I think, that do the, does the um, Reed, uh, Reed Technologies. Yes, right. they, do, they do all the seasonings, but uh, right. Keith Farms is, is, is a product of theirs.
0: And, Baron, you brought some recipes and share a little bit about things that uh, are favorites of yours.
4: Well, I just brought a few that were easy to. Uh, grill up or smoke the couple nights before you go to the grove and uh you know beef tenderloin is an easy thing to do if you got time uh you know serve it up by itself or get some horseradish and some yeast rolls or those hawaiian rolls and those guys are good to go i love country ribs because it's easy to do it's actually not a rib it's part of the shoulder Mm. and it's really thick you can cut it into little cubes serve those up uh, flat irons are really good with a chimichurri You could slice it thin after you, you sear it, put it up. It's great cold, really good cold.
2: I mean, you're you're cutting it like fajita style or in strips. Is that what you're against doing
4: against the grain? Oh, oh okay. wow, Siri just went crazy Sorry. on
0: my
2: phone. I didn't right.
4: Right. <laughs> Sorry. we got a call from Siri. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's hang up on. She her. had a
0: question, Java. I, I think you got uh, an email that came in. Right? Yeah, I was checking. I was checking the email, and it was funny. Patrick was talking about grilling the cabbage uh, because uh, Darissa, and she actually. Is from a USM, but maybe she's a, 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 a oh, We've a SWAC. been waiting
2: for USM. Well, but see, she had a SWAC
0: coming, so maybe she's a, a SWAC alumnus. It said, good luck being a vegetarian at a SWAC tailgate. LOL. LOL. LOL, LOL because, yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I frequent, I, I come by Patrick Tent and, you know, I mean, it's it's it's, it's meat heavy.
1: It's for the people. It's for the people. <laughs> Patrick, for the people. There, there's a demand, but I, I know that everybody doesn't eat. Meat or so, you have to have a alternative venue uh-huh. for uh, those that are. And I respect that they don't eat meat, but if you think you're just gonna come and no, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah so if you're you a
0: vegetarian, what? you might want to bring your own. Yeah. To yeah. the tailgate. Uh,
1: that. Uh, but I, I've learned in, in in certain aspects, like eggplant um, is a is a different alternative. I had that grilled eggplant. Um, as a matter of fact, I had that in. Washington D.C. Question: Do you skin it or leave the skin on before you grill it? On. Okay. Skin on, because it's, it's, it's you treat it just like a squash or anything else, and, uh-huh. and you're just trying to get that that meaty part cooked, gotcha. uh, what have you. But vegetables, I uh, love spinach. Um, I eat more vegetables now than meat, but I cook it because it's the product. Sure. But yeah,
2: and I'm all about the complete meal. I mean, if you're going to have a plate full of ribs or barbecue, yeah. let's, you know. I want to subsidize
1: it with a little green. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the green beans Something are a hit. green. Green beans are a hit also. I,
4: I'll tell you what, the meat eaters are not going to push this cabbage away.
1: No, they are not.
4: This cabbage <laughs> before is us delicious. is quite tasty. Oh, yeah.
2: So what else do you have, Baron?
4: Uh, well, you know, the flat iron is, is really good. You can serve it cold. But, you know, one of the best things that we like is this finger food, kind of like Miss High School was saying. Can you coordinate everything with your, your toddy and your food and your socializing and all that stuff? Is It's kind of a, a grilled shrimp off of skewers. They can be eaten cold and put it into a little cocktail. Uh, it's really tasty and easy. You know, you, you don't want to overdo it when you can't, you know. You, it's, you take a lot of pride when you're grilling and smoking and so when you can't take it the grill with you just get it done and get something and get where you can just start eating there. exactly
2: well i put out a call to a bunch of friends uh through text and ask them what what you had to have like if they're going to do a tailgate what they have to have or their favorite tailgate foods and these are some that I got. Number one is always fried chicken or chicken nuggets. Mm.
4: Seems to be a staple.
2: Uh, yeah, sausage balls. Who needs mm. sausage a, balls? Yeah, sausage Meat, balls.
1: Meatballs. Of course, yeah, we've yeah, talked about
2: uh, pimento <laughs> cheese. We've talked about deviled eggs. At Mississippi State, they say barbecue from Little Dewey's. That's where they have the fried ribs. I, was I mean, ribs say. are always already so good. I mean, how can you fry them and they would be better? That,
4: but hey, that's where I fell in love with a fried rib. I've never heard of that. And went to Little Dewey's and they brought a fried rib, and it's crazy.
2: Yeah, and uh, my friend Bob Archer uh, said tenderloin sliders and Hawaiian rolls. Or hot polk's Cajun smoked sausage in a cooler. So I guess picky you smoke your you,
5: polk's. Yes, yeah, picky people. But
2: you smoke your sausage, put it in a cooler, and then it it stays. Now um, polk's
4: is local. Yeah, yeah. That's right. as, as is Country Pleasing, if y'all haven't mm-hmm. tried that well, either. That's,
2: that's good. And then uh, somebody from Oxford, my friend Meredith Creekmore, fried pies from Lindsay Chevron. Okay. I had a peach fried pie this weekend. Now, is that a
0: different Chevron from where the uh, chicken on the stick comes it from?
2: It is. They're actually um, both on Lamar, but there's four-corner Chevron for the chicken on the stick, and Lindsay's for fried pies, pimento cheese, and lots of other good stuff.
0: Wow. I
4: Dueling. think Lindsay's is up north, isn't it? North Lamar? Yeah,
2: it's okay. North Lamar and the other South Lamar. Chicken on the stick is South Dueling Lamar.
0: Chev- chevrons uh, <laughs> competing for the culinary prize in Oxford. <laughs> All right, any uh, sort of parting thoughts, gentlemen, ladies, before we go? we got to get out of here. Uh, I think I'm going to go to Jackson State and see Patrick. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: yeah, I know where I'm going next yeah, time going, I smell the
1: smoke. We'll Absolutely. see you at the
2: Southern game.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah. Uh, Great friendships, uh, great time, and great food.
0: Thank you all for coming in. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We're funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is magnificently produced by Java Chapman. We are very happy to have had our guests, Patrick uh, and Baron in the studio today. Thanks to our callers. Stay tuned now. For Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. Please join us next Monday at 9 o'clock in the morning for Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio.